Shelly. Hi, Pamela. Welcome to season two. Oh, I know. I can't believe we're on season two. I know. How exciting. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, we've got the coolest stuff. We got awesome stuff this season. Uh, I thought I'd start off kind of light. Well, not light. Kind of. <laughs> like yeah. for us. It's kind of funny. This, okay, good. I, I get some real laughs out of this case. And actually, so did my client, because he had a great sense of humor. In spite of all the reasons he shouldn't have, he really did. Okay. His name is Marty. And I met Marty because he was in jail pending charges of attempted murder on a police officer. <gasps> That's heavy. Yeah. It is very heavy. Wow. Okay. Assault on a police officer, car theft. Okay. Was there drugs? And no, they didn't have him on drugs for that. He'd had many charges of drugs, and drugs okay. led to this, but that was not one of the charges in this case. So Interesting. I go to the jail, and I meet him, and he comes out. He was actually 43 years old, which is not old. Now now that I'm in my 50s, 43 doesn't seem old. <laughs> But I, even then, I thought, he seemed much older than his age was. He appeared older. And he he moved kind of awkwardly. And what I learned was that that was because he had had a stroke. Oh. He'd had a stroke at such a young age because of drugs. And drugs. meth, meth wow. was his drug of choice. Oh, wow. Heavy, heavy drugs. Heavy wow. stuff. Meth and fentanyl, I think, are our two worst drugs in society right now. Yeah. And he was a cowboy. <laughs> I love cowboys. My mom, uh-huh. she grew up on the farm, and, and she was a country girl. So I was raised by a farm girl, which, like, man, she taught us to work. And I hated it as a kid. Love it now. I'm grateful for it. Sure. And I just have this fondness in my heart for country people. Mm-hmm. They're hardworking folks. Right. As a general rule. Right. good Good morals, good standards, like. Just like do a deal with the handshake. Salt of the earth. Yep. Their word is their bond. It's all it, so. I, this guy, he was so funny. He had the funniest sense of humor. He came in and he was joking about how, hey, I'm a drug addict and I've been in and out of prison most of my life. He was only 43 and he'd spent years in prison already. Oh wow! And, and he said uh, he'd grown up on a farm in Wyoming. And Wyoming's kind of the Wild West a bit, and or a lot, maybe not a bit, quite a bit. <laughs> a lot. And, <laughs> yeah. We love Wyoming. <laughs> I do. I do. I love it. And he lived in Evanston, which I don't know if any, if, if you're not familiar with this at all, Evanston has horse races in the yes. summertime on weekends, Saturday and that Sunday. That you can actually these... bet on. Where do you think all you the can. go? <laughs> yes, you can. You actually can because it's only like an hour and a half from Salt Lake right. City. So you get over there and you can gamble and be wild and crazy, and and it's like real life cowboys there and small town feel, small town yeah. stuff. And it's not like but, a Las Vegas. It says small no, town. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so not like he, the races up, in San Diego. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And growing up near the horse races, his dad actually raised, breeded racehorses. Oh, wow. There's big money in that. And his dad mm-hmm. had a lot of money from doing this. And, oh, really? Yeah. And Marty was his strongest, best ranch hand because no one could break one of these wild racehorses like Marty could. Okay. He was tough. And one of the things about drug addicts that I find, 
and I learned this through some other stuff, even when they're not using drugs, that personality and probably all of us as you're listening will recognize some people in your life like that. And hopefully they don't become addicts because if they do, they go fast and hard, fast and furious into that Uh life. That personality is the kind of personality that is always pushing the limits. They're always, and I know, when I say pushing, I really mean crossing, <laughs> crossing over right, right. The, the limit. How far can I go before I'm arrested? Or before I die. Like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> whichever. Which, whichever comes yeah, first. Yeah. yeah. Whoever, whatever yeah. way they can stop yeah. me. Let's see mm-hmm. what can stop yeah. me. So, uh-huh. like I say, Marty was the best ranch hand out there. And in other episodes, I'm, prob- I'm going to explain to you how at some point in my career I learned how to make meth. Not that I was actually in the lab, but... Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Back up. I've been okay. living on a teacher's salary, and you're living on a private eye, and you just announced this? Like, I know, I just told you, hell? you could totally be living your Breaking Bad life, Shelly, <laughs> and I'm not sharing my, my information. What? <laughs> and of all the, and the things, okay, my other question is, if you know how to make meth, can you actually cook any regular meals? Like, well, it is somewhat a specialty, but, uh, okay, okay. what the so, hell? No, and the reason, <laughs> well, and the reason that I had, had to learn about this was because when clients would get charged with drugs, and not mm-hmm. just drugs, but possession with intent, or worse, at the time, for years, in America, we were cooking meth here. Right. And like most things in America, we now outsource it. For most of the meth that comes in, it's made in Mexico now. Oh, and, I did not And then that. brought over the border. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good we didn't change careers. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, because you would have lost a job. The Mexicans would have started doing it cheaper, okay. as usual. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. <laughs> and you'll notice that because if you think back to like... 15 years ago, right on the news reports all the time, there'd be like, this meth house was discovered, yes. mm-hmm. they were cooking meth in the house, and there were toddlers in the house, and blah, 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 yes. all that, because they would cook it all the time in the houses, and the other, or, or a lot of times, they would rent a storage unit and right. cook meth there, because it was more discreet. As part of that, when someone would get caught and then they're in the system and everybody always says, oh, like snitches get stitches and all those uh-huh. funny things that they say, they can say whatever they want. Everybody, when they're faced with life in prison for, for cooking meth, they talk. And okay. what to, I mean, if you're going to share how, where you got the ingredients and how you made it and you get 10 years or you're going to go spend the rest of your life in prison, what logical person is going to say, ah, I think I'll spend life in prison. I'm not telling right. you. Right. So everyone talked and every time right. they did those debriefings, I would be the person sitting in there with the, with the defendant, with my client and the feds explaining how it's made. And so, oh. and there are a number of ingredients. And when you learn the ingredients that, that they use for meth, any one of those ingredients, in my opinion, is, I mean, it's shocking that they make this cocktail of poison, in my opinion. And then, right. and then you think about it. Then you have some person, like not a clean environment. Yeah. The health inspectors are not going out right. inspecting the meth kitchens. 
to right, make sure right. it's done properly. Did you clean so, that pan? Did yeah. you clean that pan and that yeah. spoon before you uh-huh. used it? How about yeah. that beaker? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so you get people in, these, in here. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. You get people in these horrible conditions that are likely drug addicts themselves mixing this cocktail of poison. They mix it all up and then they shoot that poison up their arm. One of the ingredients. Okay, so ephedrine with cold pills, right? That's why you get. That's why they're behind the counter. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways the feds made it more difficult to make methamphetamines here. And then actually phosphorus, like like the tip of matches. Mm -hmm. That's one of the ingredients. Well, that makes sense. Then that's why they can explode. Because if you're using phosphorus or or burn, okay, that makes interesting. But one of the ingredients is what they use for horses because in the wintertime, horse hooves in the snow and the ice, they'll get cold and they'll crack the horse hooves. Okay, right. And mm-hmm. that would be horrible for any horse. Plus, when you're talking about race horses that are worth a lot of money, so you've got to take care of your horses and take care of your horse hooves. So one of the ingredients for that, and it was a controlled substance that the feds were no longer allowing people to just buy. But if you have a horse farm, you can get that by the five-gallon bucket. So one day, while Marty's out working on the ranch, two guys show up and they ask him if they can have some of this ingredient. It's iodine. And they couldn't get that level, that type of it that they needed. But these horse ranchers could get it by the bucketfuls. So they came and they said, hey, can we buy some of this from you? We need it because we're cooking meth. And Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. They didn't say, I have a horse. I'm trying to start my own horse farm. We're cooking meth, and we want to buy this from you. Yes. Please tell me he said no, but obviously he said yes. He did not. This is the guy that, like, this guy guy lived on the edge. Like, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get you some. And they, so as a thank you, the next time they, they said, we'll get you some. As a thank you, they gave him a sample of it. Oh, and, and there you go. Just like that, he became an addict. So one thing I learned, but they said you can try a lot of different drugs and some people are addicted quick and some aren't. But they said when you move to meth and heroin, it's not, hey, I'll take it four or five times and see if I'm addicted. It's like one shot, one hit, whatever you want to call it, and you're hooked. Like there's no, I'll try it two or three times to see if I like it. Is that true? Right. Okay. I do believe that's true. I have have had clients that say they could use recreationally. Wow. I do think that they were telling me the truth because they were actually, I was dealing with them on other stuff. And because of that, I think that's probably true. But I do think the odds of becoming an addict are like off the charts compared Mm to, I mean, alcoholism has its own problems, but like meth, heroin, Uh uh, yeah. This is a completely different level. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. So he becomes addicted like instantly, quickly. I don't know exactly how long, but it was when he was younger. That's why he'd spent so many years in and out of prison. And what's even more sad, his mother got involved in meth also. And she became an addict. And so by the time that I met Marty, he's no longer working at the ranch. His dad had disowned him. Mm-hmm. And he divorced his wife. He said, you either clean up to both of you two. You two need to clean up, get off these drugs, or I'm done. I'm divorcing you, and I'm disowning you as my son. Both of them chose the drugs over yeah. 
their relationships, which happens sadly more often than mm-hmm. not. And I don't know what happened to the mom. The drugs put an anchor in you, and you're done. Like, yeah, there's, you know, you would sell your soul. It, and it a lot exactly. Of people do. Yeah. Yes, it is so oh, so tragic. So mm-hmm. Tragic. So so he'd been using drugs forever and been in and out of prison, like I said. So, and because of his drug use, he had had a stroke three years before. Right. And a massive stroke, and it was affecting the side, like the left side of his body. He walked differently, but he was still trying to be this tough cowboy. Right. And, oh my gosh, was he funny. He was the quickest wit. He had such a great sense of humor. It was almost like talking with you, Shelly. I'm not kidding. Like, it was so funny. (laughs) He was so funny. He always had me laughing. And he was like, yeah, like some of the guards like me and laugh with me. And, and a couple of them, I just make them mad. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I could see that because he actually right. was so, so quick, so smart that mm-hmm. I think some people might just be mad that, hey, you're not supposed to be happy and having fun yeah. in here. We're trying yeah. to hurt you. Yeah. We're, we're trying to make you miserable. Don't be happy. Right. Yeah. And here's what he explained to me. So those charges... I have to back it up a little. So I told you he was charged with, he'd stolen a truck. Okay. And he had a girlfriend that he was living with at the time in Salt Lake. He suspected that his girlfriend was cheating with a guy that lived in Park City, which is about 30 minutes from Salt Lake. He confronted her about it. She admitted, yeah, I'm seeing this guy. Well, who is he? And she tells him who he is. And Marty is so pissed off. He decides he's going to go up to Park City and kick this guy's ass. But he doesn't. He didn't have a car right then. Oh. (laughs) So he went and stole a truck. Apparently that's easy for him. I don't know how hard it is to steal a truck. And he had the truck for a few days. The first day he has this stolen truck. He looks up where this guy lives in Park City. Uh He drives up there. He's up there late at night. He decides, you know what? I'm just going to mess with this guy and let him know. Like... You stay the hell away from my girlfriend. He goes to the guy's house, takes that truck, which isn't his, so Marty doesn't really care. So Marty drives the truck right into the guy's garage and smashes into the guy's car. Like through the garage door? Into the through car? the garage door, into the car. Yep, <laughs> yep. Does all this damage, oh and then he just uh-huh. puts it in reverse and drives back home and decides, I'm just going to wait and see what my girlfriend thinks of this. And he waits... And he waits. A day passes, and she hasn't said a word. And it's now, like, making him crazy. And he's like, hey, how come you're not saying anything about your boyfriend? I went up there and messed his car up. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? You (gasps) did what? He got the wrong house. (laughs) No. Oh. It was the right right house. And the right name and everything. It's just that there were two guys with that name in Park City. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, the wrong guy. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. So, now it's like day two of driving this stolen truck. And he's driving down the road. And the police, of course, have... APB's out for the truck and then they get into this car chase I want to go on record saying I disagree with those car chases with our technology that we have today there are too many innocent lives that are lost or harmed 
injured right. unnecessarily because hey, we've got the plate number. It's a stolen car. Does it warrant the risking lives of innocent people? Absolutely not. In my opinion, okay. no way. Okay. But it so it starts he starts in this full on car chase all through Salt Lake on the freeways in through Salt Lake Valley and he drives up to Park City and there's a highway that goes up to Park City. And you can go really fast on that. I think I talked about one surveillance case I did where I was going like 95 chasing a doing a domestic a, an affair case following this woman down. Uh, if I didn't, okay. I'll, I'll talk about it another time. But okay. you can go pretty fast on that road. And this was in the summertime, so there weren't winter conditions. So you could go fast. And he, as he starts up Parley, finally the Salt Lake County Sheriff decides, Hey, you guys, like we're getting out of Salt Lake County. The guys left our county. And out of we're control. risking lives. Yeah, this is really getting out of control. I think he should have called it off sooner, but... Whatever. So like, he calls it off. Hey, let's just let him go. We'll catch this one later. At the top of that canyon, that just just before you like go down into Park City, you reach so, like so, the wait, summit. Yes, I was going to say. And talk about the summit, the height of that summit. Like we're going through huge mountains. You yeah. are. You're going through mm-hmm. big mountains. And, and you get to the summit. And it literally is called the summit before you go down into Park mm-hmm. City. And we're talking 8,000 feet or Oh, what? it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah. it's up there. The elevation is high. And so Marty, the police have pulled off a couple minutes before this, a few minutes before. And Marty decides as he reaches the summit, like, man, he burned up all his gas fighting to get away from these guys. So he decides there's a gas station and a little neighborhood community there at the summit. Uh-huh. And so he pulls off to get Fuel. gas. And yeah, because there are no, no cars chasing him there. So he's like, the cops oh. were gone. Hey, I, I'll, I'll stop and get up. gas. Yeah. <laughs> so he pulls over. He gets gas. And <laughs> unbeknownst to him, one of the police officers that had been chasing him, here's the thing. When you're going up a canyon, you can't just turn around. No. This is a highway. There's You can't no. just do a U-turn. So you've got to go find the next exit and go down and around. And it, right. So, right. So the officer, when he got pulled off, he slowed down. He stopped going 100 miles an hour. But he still had to go to the next exit to get off. So the officer goes to the next exit, and he glances over at the gas station, and he sees the truck they have just been chasing, and he can't believe his luck. Like, oh, my gosh, I got him. Like, we were chasing this guy, and he's right here. He stopped for fuel. Like He stopped like so he and marty's out of the truck right then and he sure. so the officer pulls up gets out of his vehicle draws his gun points at marty points his gun at marty and and shouts like get your hands up get your hands up you're under arrest and marty again being the reckless crazy personality that he has he puts his hands up for a second and then he thinks better of it Hey, they're just going to take me back to prison again. Yeah, better. Maybe maybe yeah. better's not the right word to use there. <laughs> makes a better so, decision. <laughs> yeah, he makes a better decision. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait to hear this one. It's got to yeah. stop stopping at the top of the mountain <laughs> to get fuel yeah. where they can find you. But hey, let's see what this better decision is. 
<laughs> so instead, he reaches for the door handle, opens the truck door, jumps in, and starts the truck. While he's doing that, the officer comes racing to the truck, and he, the officer reaches in. And Marty explains to me that the officer was trying to turn the ignition key off, like reaching okay. over. Uh-huh. Kind of similar to the that first murder case I did in the wild right. wild ride to murder episode we did. Yes. Like like the roll I had hanging mm-hmm. from the door. Yeah. Exactly. So the officer he's reaching in trying to get it. And Marty is like, Hey, now he's a desperate man. Sure. As if he weren't desperate enough before, he's getting more and more desperate. So instead of like, Oh, you got me, I'm right here in the fight or flight moment, he's flight. He's okay. flight. You're absolutely dead on. Man, he's flight 100%. He hits the gas. We're in the mountains. Please yes. do not forget we're in the mountains. Yes. And this gas station, yeah, there's asphalt where that they are on. But just on the edge of the asphalt is a hill with a lot of rocks. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a mountain. Like, especially people on the East Coast that have hills that they call mountains, they would call this a mountain. Yes. <laughs> I'd yes. call it like a small mountain or a hill. That uh-huh. he, but uh-huh. it was like rocks and you would not choose to drive your truck over it. But if you steal a truck, you probably don't care as much about the proper driving. True. So let's, let's build a picture here. When people outside of a mountainous area and you uh-huh. hear going off road, like even in the desert, like even if you're in Arizona or Texas, and you hit that place where there's lots of rocks and you're going to have to almost rock climb over. That's what right. we live in in the mountains all the time. So when yeah. they say you're at the end of the pavement, you probably don't want to go any farther because that's as far as they've cleared. It's going to be a rough ride. Yes. It's going, if you can make it through the rocks and the trees. And, and that's and that's if you're going on a dirt road. This was right. not a road. <laughs> this was not a road. This was. I'm this just was going like, over. This is kind of that that joke, like, "Hey, you don't have a road here. Where do you want one?" Uh-huh. So, okay. <laughs> so, so Marty punches it, and instead of the officer like letting go, letting go, I missed it, like, or shooting out the tire, or maybe just waiting until one of those rocks popped a tire, because I don't know how he was going to yeah. get over that. So, the officer hangs on. And they go over, and, and of course, it is so bumpy, so awful. He falls off. He's drugged along the truck for a second, and then he, it runs over his leg. Oh, no. Breaks, breaks the officer's legs severely and and has, like, damaged the hip. It, it like, really, it messed oh, up. You, no. That whole joint, it messed up yeah. It, all, yeah. all the leg really bad. Well, if you're thinking so, about the angle... Of the truck going down, and he's holding on to the driver's side, there's nowhere to go but under those back tires. Right. Unless you right. push yourself away. And who has that kind right. of strength? Wow. Exactly. That's yeah, terrible. It's, yeah. It is terrible. So they charged him with attempted murder for that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that was fair because Marty wasn't attempting to murder the officer. He was attempting to get away. Okay, uh, but is that splitting hairs? Like, what if he would have ridden over? What if he would have fallen and instead of going over his legs, he'd have gone over his head and squished him? Well, <laughs> Shelly, you're then, making then, this very difficult. <laughs> but still, I don't think it, his intent. When we talk about crime, we have to prove intent, okay. not just the action, but we have to prove intent. 
Okay. And yes, Explain the action that. could have killed him. Right. Right? I totally agree. Okay. That by his taking off with, with someone hanging out the window, whether you right. wanted them to be there or not. Right. By, by hitting the gas, you're taking the action that could kill that person. Okay. So then they assumed that he was attempting to kill the officer. I don't think that's the correct decision. Because okay, his so intent was not have, to kill. If they wouldn't have charged him with attempted murder, what would the charge have been for Assault injury? on an officer. Oh, okay. Because that certainly was assault. I mean, he... He, he knew by him. pushing the gas right. it was not going to be a pretty sight for, right. for the cop. And that's why part of why he hit the gas. Hey, mm-hmm. I think I'll get rid of him if I do this. He gets arrested, and like I say, they charge him with attempted murder and assault on an officer. So I'm listening to this, uh, and I said, well, Marty, look, I've read through all the discovery, and I don't see anything in here. There's no charge about slamming into that garage. And hitting that car. And he said, oh, I don't think they know about that. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> that was still a mystery. So some poor now. sap. Yeah, some poor guy wakes up in the middle of the night with someone crashing into his car. You know, they probably thought that someone was drunk or something. I don't and know. Missed, yeah, went to the wrong yeah. house. Although so it was did, absolute targeting. So, so now that... <laughs> but now that they know, can you add the charge? Or was that like... No, they didn't know. We knew. Oh, okay. We we okay. knew. Okay. I let Jack know. This is one of Jack's cases. Uh-huh. Was fascinated to see if that charge came in or not. And mm-hmm. I never saw it come in. And Marty was so hilarious. And he was a really gifted artist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he would send me these cards in the mail that he wrote. They were all hand done. And uh-huh. it would show a portrait of me as a cowgirl. And it wasn't really like my face, like it, but it was a portrait of a woman with long hair, dressed in like cowgirl clothes with a cowboy hat, riding this bucking horse. Horse, uh huh. And it was so cute. Then you'd open it up and you'd have some cowboy poetry in there. I don't know if anyone has ever heard any cowboy poetry. Some of it uh-huh. is absolutely hilarious. Yes. This guy warmed my heart. I love Marty. What a character. I know. <laughs> I know he's done himself harm and people harm right. and damaged relationships. His dad had nothing to do with him at this point right. of his life, and I hope at some point he did. But I loved that guy. It's so funny. Just so fun to be around. So full right. of life. And he had absolutely no intention of living until he was 50. He was convinced he'd never make it because of the damage that he'd done to his body from the meth use. He'd already had a stroke at 40. Mm-hmm. Like in his mind, like, hey, I'm down for the count. I'm gonna live hard and fast and mm-hmm. furious, and I'm mm-hmm. and I'm out. Uh, so Jack got him a plea deal. They reduced it from attempted murder on the officer to assault on an officer, which I totally agree. That's fair. Okay, it was assault on an officer. I don't. Marty felt horrible. He's like, but he was like, also like, what? Like, I never tried to kill that guy. I was trying to push him out of my truck. Like, get mm-hmm. out, man. Like, the only way I could get rid of him was to hit the gas and go. And there's only one piece that really bugged me. Well, the whole thing is, <laughs> the whole thing's offensive yeah. and funny and crazy. At the sentencing, the victim gets to come and speak, and that's a victim's right, and that's a good thing. So the police officer showed up because he is Marty's victim in this case. Sure. 
And when he made a statement, he explained that, hey, I think my police career is over because my leg and hip are so injured. I don't think I can run. I can't, I can't right. function the same, which right. is horrible. That is. is awful. His whole that, career, a, his whole life is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not discounting that at all. At that all. sucks. No. And no. it's not right that my client did that to him at no. all. No, I agree. But in the police statement, he wrote the report that as he approached the vehicle and Marty got in the truck, that Marty grabbed him and pulled him in. And that was Wait on the record. But why would Marty have done that? That doesn't make Thank any you. sense. Thank you. Thank you, Shelly. I knew it. I knew I didn't have to ask you that. Yeah. I knew you would reach yeah. your own like, conclusion why, on that. If and you're this... trying to run from the police, would you grab him by the hand and say, come on in? I know. Now, come Let on. Let's right. yeah. join my team, buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're going to win. Huh. And that, that just bugged me. And I see victims do this all the time. All the time. And it really bugs me. The truth is bad enough. Don't embellish it. Don't make it worse. Just It makes stick. sense to me that the officer reached in to turn the key off and tried right. to stop him. Right. That That's makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. It does not make sense to me that Marty was like, oh, I'm trying to flee. I'm going to pull you with me. That is That defies logic. Yeah. Marty yeah. said, I was trying to get him out of there. Personally, I did not know that that officer was making the claim that Marty pulled him in. But he, uh-huh. I think he did it to enhance Marty's charges. That oh. Marty pulled me and drugged me and attempted to murder me and blah. All. And I think, dude, like the truth is bad enough. Bad. Yes. Your and, whole career is over. Yeah. And <clears throat> yeah, no one called him on it because that's in poor taste to say, hey, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> right, right. Like that's just my little pet beef that people will take the truth and then try to embellish it to make it worse you don't have to make it worse in fact mark my words if there's a good pi on the other side like me or not as good as me but if there's a good (laughs) there's only one pamela (laughs) there's only one of me sadly but if there's someone that's very good on the other side they're going to check that out all your statements and i've Mm -hmm. I've had cases one or at least had had them fall apart because I believe part of the victim's statement, but not all of it. Right. And so I will investigate it and find out that they're making half that crap up. So when you're telling your story, tell the truth. And I think justice really did occur on this case. Marty got up to 15 years in prison for assault assault. on Mm -hmm. an officer. They dropped the attempted murder. That's a lot of time to serve, and he deserved to serve it. That's absolutely fair. Yeah. So my PI tip is don't ever try meth don't ever try these drugs even if they in one one swoop marty basically lost his life to this stuff and so did his mother right that part was so shocking to me like what in the world i i don't his dad he said he didn't think his dad had ever remarried no well it changed on the ranch yeah it changed everyone's life so be careful out there what we're doing, the choices that we're making. That is our tell. Thank you for listening to Pamela Private Eye.